Welcome back to the Bama Online Podcast. This one, Midday Thursday, October the 14th, 2021. Travis Schreier, Senior Analyst for BOL. And we're going to check in with a colleague that we haven't talked to in quite a while. Far too long it's been between conversations with Hank South. Does an outstanding job for us as a recruiting analyst for BOL. First and foremost, Hank, uh, how's, how's you, how you been? How you been, Hank? I've been pretty good. I can't complain. You know, it's been a pretty nice fall so far outside of, you know, last Saturday night. Oh, that was kind of crazy to see. Ooh. But uh, I won't bring that up. We don't want to ruffle any feathers. But um, no, overall, Ripping it's been up. good. I mean, he comes on here, he rips off, rips scabs <laughs> off, you know, first thing, Hank Sal. You know? Sorry, sorry. Go no, look no, forward. No. no, it's it's definitely been a gl- little gloomy, as you know, around the website following Alabama's first loss of the season. Maybe it's only loss. We'll see at the hands of the Texas A&M Aggies. But going into that weekend anyway, Hank, there was some good news as the Crimson yeah. Tide picked up the nation's top tight end and Jalil Skinner from IMG. And with that, Alabama vaults back to the top of the 24-7 sports composite team rankings for the 2022 cycle. And I guess... You tell me here, roughly eight to 10 spots, maybe still available in a class that now has 16 commitments. How realistic is it at this point to think Alabama will ultimately finish number one in the 2022 rankings? I think it's it's very realistic to uh, to expect that you know they they got a you know grip on it right now and obviously you know we expected Bama to eventually take over that number one spot if you look at Penn State's class um, you know they they have 26 commitments and we're only at 275.08 for their score um, so you know they had that quantity they just didn't have and I don't want to say they didn't have the quality but they just didn't have the the elite top tier guys filling up those 26 spots so eventually they were going to be overtaken. This was always going to come down to, you know, Alabama, Georgia, um, Ohio State. That's usually the main main teams typically in that number one race. Um, so I, I think it's, you know, it's well within reason to to expect that, um, especially now you have that that one year kind of um, leeway where you can sign some more guys. They raise that signing cap. Um, will it come close to Bama's 2021 class? I I think that's that's asking a lot um, with, with where that score ended and with the run Bama made. But um, to, to sign that number one class, you typically have to be in that, you know, 310, 320 range. And, and I think Bama will get there or has, has a good shot to get there when it's all said and done. <clears throat> so with 16 commitments, including the quarterback, running back, wide receiver, tight end, tight end times three, although one of those, I guess, one of those guys you could consider more as an athlete, offensive guard, offensive tackle. Uh, defensive tackle slash defensive end, edge, inside linebacker, safety. These are positions that have already been addressed. So what about corner for this class? And I know there's been some prominent names that we've talked about in the past on this podcast. How is Alabama sitting at that position right now? And are there some recruitments that are ongoing that is typically the case could be contingent upon what happens with some other guys? Yeah, Alabama, I mean, for not having a commitment at the cornerback position, um, it seems to be sitting really well at the position, um, you know, as far as outlook goes. You know, you got guys like Earl Little Jr., the South Florida cornerback from American Heritage High School. 
Um, he's a guy, you know, he's been kind of quiet since the season started. There hasn't been as much buzz with him, but you know, he has named Alabama, his leader, um, Alabama, you know, is a very serious contender to add him when he does make an announcement. You know, he said all along, he's not rushing his, his recruitment. You know, he wants to take visits. He wants to do his due diligence. He'll be back on campus and in a few weeks for the LSU game, um, on an official visit. He's been to Tuscaloosa, I think twice, two or three times so far this year. Um, so, you know, Bama's right there in the mix for a little, the favorite likely for him as things stand. Um, Denver Harris, the five-star cornerback from Houston, North shore. Um, another guy that, you know, we were kind of watching last month. Would he make an announcement on September 22nd, his birthday? He went ahead and held off. Um, doesn't mean Bama's not in good shape for him. Just, you know, keeping things open a little bit longer. I know he took a recent visit to Texas. I think he's going to be on campus here in a few weeks, maybe for that LSU game as well. Um, obviously, he already took his official visit to Alabama in the summer. Um, so, you know, he already has that out of the way. Uh, but I think Bama still has a very good shot for him as well. Um, some news this week, um, some recent news, um, and a guy that, you know, we talked about in the summer and, and a guy that Bama has been evaluating, Traquan Fagans from uh, from Thompson High School in Alabaster, Tim Watts' neck of the woods. He decommitted from um miami i think it was on monday monday or tuesday um and now has reopened his recruitment and you know if you've been tracking that one he's been talking about bama making a push for him bama being really involved for him um while he was committed to miami um and, and now that he's decommitted i think i think bama's the school that you got to keep an eye on with, with trake one um you know i we'll see you know I, I know there's interest on alabama's end how hard are they pushing for him right now I think it remains to be seen, but I, I think Bama, you know, if I had to make a pick today, I, I think it'd be hard to pick against Alabama to, to end up landing Traquan Fagans when all is said and done, um, when he makes his next commitment, he he's been having a really strong senior season. Obviously the Thompson defense is lights out this year. They haven't allowed many points, um, to opposing offenses with all those stars, um, on their defense. So he's one to watch and, and there's other guys, um, you know, Domani Jackson, the five-star cornerback from from uh, from California that's committed to USC. He's another guy that'll be on campus later this fall. Um, he, he's one we're watching. He's considering Alabama and Michigan as the, as the two potential flip spots for him. Um, he's maintaining his commitment to the Trojans, but, you know, we'll see. There's obviously some, some question at the top there in terms of who's going to be their head coach next season. Um, and then there's kind of some other guys we're watching. Austin Osbury out of Louisiana. Isaiah Bond, the Florida commit from from Georgia. So a lot of a lot of guys in the mix. Um, but in terms of, you know, the most notable guys to watch, Earl Little Jr., Denver Harris, uh, I think Bama still sits in good shape for those guys. So of uh, the aforementioned areas that we've talked about that Alabama has already addressed via commitment or commitments for this cycle, which of those are most likely to see additions as we wind down this 2022 class? I would think maybe running back, uh, never enough defensive linemen, it seems like, edge guys perhaps. Uh, what, what are you thinking there? Other than, as we just outlined, corner, spots where Alabama has commitments already that they might look to add to in those positions. Yeah, I, I think you kind of hit it there. Um, you know, running back, I, I think it's very clear Bama wants to add another ball carrier in the class. You know, we saw Bama really load up in 2021 of the position. And you're thinking, man, how, you know, how are they going to have this many guys on the roster at running back, this elite level talent? And then now we're looking at it mid-October and 
Bama doesn't have that many guys that can they can play right now. You know, you got Ryan Robinson, Jace McClellan's out for the year, unfortunately. Trey Sanders is still trying to get back to to his prime form. Um, Keelan Robinson transferred, so you never know. You know, when you're going to need these guys, it's a position that that you know it can it can really take a toll on the body. So I, I think it's very clear they want to add a second running back to join Emmanuel Henderson. Um, you know, Javante Barnes is a guy they had on campus recently for an official visit, and he even said, you know, uh, Bama's his top top school if not one or two for him right now i know he's gotten some uh picks to oklahoma this week um by national guys on the crystal ball we'll see you know obviously bama you know it might be a good thing he's getting projected to oklahoma right now in in terms of (laughs) bama's chances in the end yeah Uh, that's worked out pretty well in the past hasn't it yeah so you just gotta wait for the early signing period for him to actually you know commit to oklahoma then flip uh so (laughs) we'll we'll see no i'm just kidding but um sort of kidding not really but uh javante barnes he's a guy to watch Le'Veon moss is, is still a guy in the mix he decommitted from alabama um b- right before the season started but bim is still recruiting him you know he he's seen what bim is doing you know with brian robinson this, this season really getting him a lot of carries i think he likes that so he's a guy we're watching and then yeah i think the defensive line is another area you know you got a few commitments there but um a lot of names similar to the cornerback position in terms of just a number of guys that are involved with and a recent guy that they're, they're pushing for Isaiah Hastings out of Florida. He's actually from Canada. He's playing his senior season in, uh, in Florida at Clearwater um, Academy International. Um, Freddie Roach went to watch him a few weeks ago, offered him, and he's going to be on campus for an official visit next weekend for Tennessee. And I, I think he's a guy Bama could really kind of kind of reminds me of Christian Barmore, that fall eval. Um, you know, Christian Barmore, people forget, was committed to Temple. Then all these schools started pushing for him in October. Bama, Georgia, um, I think Texas A&M, all these schools um, ends up landing at Bama. S- see a similar maybe, uh, you know, progression with, with Isaiah Hastings um, there once he gets on campus for his visit. Um, Walter Nolan, obviously Curtis Perry. So a lot of guys Bama could, could go for there. Then edge rusher. Yeah. I think that's going to interesting finish. You know, we, we see Jeremiah Alexander committed. Um, and I white has been a guy mentioned a lot with Bama, Ohio state, Georgia. He's actually now getting picks to Texas A&M on the crystal ball. So maybe, um, you know, one of those impacts we could see from that Bama, Texas A&M result, maybe them started to get momentum with an white, but one guy um, that's very highly sought after, Marvin Jones Jr., he's uh, he's recruited as a Jack linebacker by Alabama. Another South Florida guy, um, teammates with Earl Little Jr., who we just talked about. I know Steve Wolfong wrote about him um, earlier this week and said he thinks Bama has a great shot for Marvin Jones Jr. So that would be a massive addition. Um, I, I think he's a five-star in the composite. Um, could be wrong, but um, one of those edge rusher targets that, um, you know, could end up with, with Alabama. So lots of, lots of guys to still track with, with, uh, with little time remaining before the early signing period. Yeah, I guess Hastings, the defensive lineman, uh, originally from Canada, as you noted now in Clearwater, Florida, he's an example of things opening back up, right. In terms of Mm -hmm. having that fall evaluation period to work with a lady Val that has an opportunity to perhaps end up in a class like Alabama's or, one of the premier programs in all of college football. We're going to take a break here on the Bama Online Podcast. When we come back, never too early to start looking ahead to some official visit weekends. You got the Tennessee Vols paying a visit to Tuscaloosa in a couple of Saturdays. It looks like some visitors of note for that one, perhaps. And then, of course, LSU, that first Saturday in November, traditionally a big, big weekend 
where visitors, both official and unofficial, and for classes even a year or two down the road, a lot of big names expected when the Tigers visit in about a month, a little less than a month, I guess, uh, when LSU pays that visit. We'll talk about that. Also, some hoops recruiting with Hank South, recruiting analyst for us at BamaOnline.com when the BOL podcast returns right after this. Back with more of the Bama Online podcast on a Thursday, October the 14th, 2021. Travis Ryer, senior analyst for BOL, joined by very special guest, Hank South, recruiting analyst for us there at BOL. So understanding Alabama on the road once again, this time in Starkville to take on the Mississippi State Bulldogs on Saturday night. But you look to two of the next three Saturdays. You're going to have that bye week in between Tennessee and LSU. Let's look at it just through the prism of the official visitor perspective. Doesn't look like an overly busy weekend, I guess, for Tennessee, but we talked about defensive linemen earlier, Charlie. You outlined that situation so well. According to our database, anyway, looks like Alabama could have a couple of those guys in officially for the balls with, I guess, Hastings uh, in, in that mix. Yeah, uh, I mean, I think we'll probably see maybe a few more added before uh, before next week, but so far too expected. And remember, you know, Bama hosted probably more official visitors than it ever has in the summertime back in June. So a lot of guys, a lot of the Bama's top targets that, you know, Bama wants to bring in on official visits have already taken official visits. So um, keep that in mind. So if you, if you don't see big numbers um, like we typically are accustomed to, that's probably why. But with that being said, two big official visitors. We talked about Isaiah Hastings. That could be really be a visit that propels Bama and his recruitment, in my opinion. You know, I, I think once he gets on campus, talks to Nick Saban, um, you know, he already thinks highly. He sees the NFL production at Alabama at his position um, in recent years. So, you know, I, I think that's really st- stuck out to him. And I, I think Bama could really maybe take the lead on that visit for Isaiah Hastings, if not already in, in a good spot. Um, another defensive lineman um, that – you know, he, he's visited this year, maybe not talked about as much, maybe due to where he's from, but he's from Oklahoma. Chris McClellan, the four star defensive lineman, um, he's starting to get projected to Oklahoma. No surprise. He, I think it's Oklahoma uh, that he got his recent crystal ball picks to. I know Ohio State's in it for him as well, but he's been to campus once. He got he actually got an offer on June 1st, right when everything opened back up. Um, he visited for an unofficial worked out on June 9th. Um, and now he's coming back for an official visit. So this will be his second trip to Tuscaloosa um, in the last few months. Um, so, you know, maybe he's he's kind of one of those um, guys that doesn't get talked about. One of those dark horse guys that maybe ends up in the class. We'll see. I know he thinks very highly of Alabama. And I, I think Bama could could help himself um, on, on that visit as well next weekend. Isaiah Hastings, another one of these Canadians, man. It's all yeah. about Canada with the Crimson Tide these days. Whether you talk about. John Mechie, Isaiah Hastings, the baseball team at Alabama has recruited Canada successfully here under Brad Bohannon in recent years, men's basketball under Nate Oates and Brian Hodgson. We'll get into some of that coming up in just a little bit. It's all about all about the Maple Leaf, or I guess that's what it is, right, on the flag there uh, up in Canada. When we look at uh, the weekend for LSU, Uh, That first weekend in November, it looks like right now, again, based on the database, 
nine official visitors for that weekend. Only two of those are UA commitments. So this isn't a weekend where it's a lot of committed guys coming in to kind of bond and get together. You are projecting right now Elijah Brown, the tight end commitment, and five-star edge Jeremiah Alexander coming in on his OV. But otherwise, there's the opportunity that weekend, it looks like anyway, Hank, to make a real impression on either uncommitted prospects or guys or a guy that's committed elsewhere. Yeah, absolutely. And I, I still, you know, if, if there's not a lot of commitments on campus for official visitors, I still think LSU weekend we'll see probably almost every commitment sure. back for an unofficial visit. So they'll, they'll still have time to hang out and do, do their own little recruiting pitches. But yeah, that's this by far um, in, in terms of game weekends this fall, this is the biggest one LSU weekend. Um, you know, just a who's who list uh, of official visitors. You got Walter Nolan expected who uh, obviously he, he put out a top three in August, didn't include Alabama <laughs> Came out the next morning, said his recruitment's still wide open. So, you know, you can kind of throw out that top three list. But, you know, he'll be back on campus for an official visit. He's already seen Bama twice this fall. He saw them um, at Florida, and then he saw them last week in a Texas A&M. So he's seen Bama win a big road game, and he's seen Bama lose a big road game. Now he's going to be at, at Bama for a big home game. Um, so he's kind of seeing the whole spectrum of, of Alabama this, this fall um, so far for Walter Nolan. Damani Jackson, we mentioned, um, he, he's coming back for an official. He was actually on campus in June. This is the five-star USC commit. was on campus in June for a few days, um, and then he'll be back on campus in uh, in November for the LSU game. And he's kind of a similar uh, situation to maybe Bryce Young, obviously different positions, but in terms of high-profile five-star USC commits, that flipped to Alabama in the fall. Maybe he's a guy that, that, uh, you know, Bryce can talk to. And, and, uh, you know, I know that, I know the family is very close. The Bryce Young's family is very close to Damani Jackson's family. So, um, I'm sure they've already been getting their input as much as they can, but, you know, in terms of a guy that's actually been in his shoes and, and done what, uh, you know, done that flip and, and, you know, how it's impacted him, I think they're probably getting a lot of advice. So we'll see if that can have any major effect for Damani Jackson. Um, probably the most talented receiver in the country, Evan Stewart. Um, he'll be in on campus for an official visit. Um, another guy, you know, all these guys either officially visited or unofficially visited in the in in June. Um, so I'm, I'm saying, you know, this, this is their second or third visit um, coming up here for that LSU weekend. But Evan Stewart, a guy that was at one point committed to Texas, um, reopened his recruitment. You know, Bama's on that short list. I know Texas is pushing real hard to get him back in their class. They're using that Xavier worthy angle to try to, you know, do that comparison with Evan Stewart. What a hell of a game against Oklahoma Saturday. Jeez. Yes. So that's obviously helping in in the recruitment there for them, but uh, he's obviously always been fond of Alabama as well. And they have plenty of receivers to kind of point to in in that comparison role. Also um, Earl little Marvin Jones, the two American heritage stars. um, They'll be on campus for official visits. Um, and, And, you know, Earl little, I think he's going to end up in this class. Marvin Jones, um, Bimmo's looking like it may start to trend here uh, for him as well. He's a Florida State legacy. So got Earl Little Jr. at Miami legacy. Marvin Jones Jr. is a Florida State legacy. And actually, his mom ran track at Miami. So he's a, he's a dual wow. Florida State Miami legacy. Uh, maybe could end up at Alabama. So Marvin uh, Jones uh, Sr. was a bad man at yeah. Florida State. I'm old enough to remember <laughs> Shade Tree. That was his nickname oh, yeah? back in the day. Yeah, okay. I think Bobby Bowden gave him that nickname because – Whenever they had a break in practice, you could find uh, Marvin over by the shade tree. He was smart, <laughs> smart yeah. guy. So uh, Marvin Jones was a hell of a college player, played in the NFL. So 
you're absolutely right on some serious Miami and Florida State legacies with those guys. Yeah. And then, um, and then I, you know, I think we'll probably see some more, maybe another a few official visits added, but Cyrus Moss is a, is an edge rusher out of Las Vegas that, uh, that seems to be um, really interested in Alabama as well. He'll be out for an official visit. He took an unofficial trip in June as well. And then, you know, there'll, there'll be a ton of unofficial visitors, you know, Anthony Lucas, who's the four star defensive lineman from Arizona. He's coming out. Um, again, he took an official, he, he's one of these kind of reverse guys. He took an official in the summer coming back for an unofficial for a game, um, out from Arizona. Uh, he, he's, he saw Bama last week in the Texas A&M. He'll see Bama again for the LSU game. So, you know, it, it's going to be one of those lists where it's like, you know, 50 guys, 50, you know, big names, not just, you know, underclassmen or guys Bama's evaluating like 50 legitimate targets, whether it be in 2022 um 2023 or you know early 2024 guys they really like so um it'll it'll be a massive weekend for sure <clears throat> yeah and again you 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 said it earlier the official visitors that'll be on campus those two weekends and not just where this class is concerned but for 2023 and beyond a couple of big opportunities for Alabama really the month of November they're going to have multiple weekends really in a row where they're going to be able to host prospects where you're talking about New Mexico State, Arkansas before going to Auburn to end the month. So that stretch of Tennessee uh, a week from Saturday and then the bye week and then three straight Saturdays, three straight weekends in the month of November. And we'll certainly keep you up to speed. Hank will do that. Tim will do that. Of course, at BamaOnline.com is we rapidly approach, it seems like, the early signing period for football. Hey, Hank, since we last spoke, some seismic type events involving Alabama men's basketball on the recruiting trail. Jaden Bradley, five-star point guard from IMG, becomes Nate Oates' first commitment for the 2022 cycle. And when you land a prospect of that magnitude, whether as we've talked about in the past, it's quarterback in football, point guard types in basketball, you sort of start to wonder, okay, what's the fallout going to be? Because it can sometimes start a wave of momentum with other guys. And I know you look at some guys like small forward Brandon Miller. You look at a power forward also at IMG, a five-star and Jerace Walker. Uh, where does Alabama sit with those guys? And you know, could it be that, that professional basketball could – could, could be as much of a competitor for these kind of guys, given their status as top 10, top 15 national recruits than anything else? Yeah, absolutely. And, and, and it is. And I feel like Bama basketball recruiting, it's like a volcano. It goes quiet or what, what's the word when volcanoes <laughs> are uh, or dormant, dormant, I guess. Yeah, and, dormant, and, uh, like my yeah. yard. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't want to insult the Bama basketball team, you know, not dormant. They're working behind the scenes, but you just Absolutely. you don't see a ton of commitments or you don't see, you know, guys making decisions that much. And then all of a sudden it just blows up. It explodes and, and they get guys like Jaden Bradley, the five star point guard from IMG Academy who committed um, last month. He committed um, and then took an official visit that next, uh, you know, the following weekend with his teammate. Jarace Walker, who just so happens to be the number one power forward in the country, also from IMG Academy. They're actually roommates, so he's got that um, that very close relationship with Jarace Walker. Um, and I think Bama 
isn't is in pretty prime position there for for him you know especially after that visit and he's still got visits coming up i know he was at auburn last weekend i think he's going to lsu later this month uh, before he makes a decision but you know you got to like the chances for alabama you know brian hodgson natos they do a really good job um, at img academy in particular just like bama football does i feel like img academy is just a pipeline for for alabama athletics overall um especially you know you get guys like charles bediaco darius miles We'll see. Um, you know, you already got Jaden Bradley. We'll see. You know, does Drace uh, Walker join the fold as well? Then you look at uh, Brandon Miller, the five-star small forward, who's a Bama legacy. His dad actually played football at Bama in the '90s, um, so he he's a guy that has Bama on his short list. And and you mentioned you know the professional basketball route. That's something he's looking at as well, as well as Kansas. So you know you're in good shape as a basketball. It's probably a healthy basketball program when you're battling in recruitments against Kansas, uh, the Blue Blood schools, and then and then the G League and you the know, G League or yeah, Australia. Right? Know? Yeah, you're 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 going after pretty top level guys, and and that's what Brandon Miller's considering. I think Bama has a good shot for him as well. You know, he took his official visit at the end of uh, at the end of September. I think it was the Southern Miss weekend. Um, hung out with Nate Oates, the staff. Um, hung out with Nick Saban. Um, so that, that's always something he said the um, and the, the student section has been doing a good job with the basketball recruits as well. You know, they're, they're making sure to chant the names of, of the basketball recruits when they're, they're um, on hand for the football game. So they're getting a little taste of the atmosphere, albeit it's football, but you know, the excitement around Bama basketball is there. And I think recruits are taking notice. So I think, I think this could be a momentous early signing period. We'll see if these guys um, go ahead and end their recruitments formally. You know, will Jaden Bradley sign early? He didn't um, commit to that, but, um, uh, you know, I, I don't think he's he's wavering whatsoever. Um, so, you know, I, I think he's going to help with Joyce Walker. He's going to help with Brandon Miller, guys like Rylan Griffin, the four-star shooting guard from Texas, Kamani Hamilton, uh, the four-star from uh, Mississippi. He's uh, he's looking at Alabama as well. So I, I think this could be another one of those top, uh, you know, certainly a top five class, um, which is, you know, that, that's that's huge when, when you're looking at the trajectory of this program. Hey, you mentioned Kamani Hamilton from Clinton, Mississippi. I see where he'll visit Mississippi State this weekend for Alabama weekend. And then he shows as being an official visitor. We talk about football official visitors for Tennessee weekend. It looks like Kamani Hamilton is at least scheduled to visit the Crimson Tide the weekend after this. And you talk about Griffin as well, a top national player in the 70s in terms of rankings and uh, one of those summer visitors that we see so much now in multiple sports. It really is uh, something you have to track year round. And Hank South does it as well as anybody. For us at BamaOnline.com, Hank, as always, my friend. Appreciate you joining us here on the Bama Online Podcast. We'll, uh, we won't uh, have such a long break next time before we get together. I uh, look forward to it. It's always fun catching up. So for Hank Sal, Travis Ryer, thanking you once again for joining us here on the Bama Online Podcast. If you haven't already, how about a subscription to the podcast? Anywhere you consume podcasts, you're going to find the Bama Online Podcast. Subscribe to the pod, and if you don't mind, how about a rating and a review while you're there? That would help us out tremendously. For Hank, Travis, have a great weekend, everybody.